Hi. Hello. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so here we are, um, not talking about history. Food. Oh, oh, we tried not to talk about food. That's what I mean. Oh, whoops. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, shall we get down to the actual point of why we're here? Yeah. Let's get down to business. I feel like you're saying that to me. <laughs> that's not the, that's not the, what song are you thinking of? I don't know. Taking care of business. Is that what you're thinking of? No. No. But let's get down to business. Da, 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 oh, da, da, da. oh, I'm sorry. Completely different tempo than what I was thinking you were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Funny. Okay, we actually have to get on with this now. Right, right so <laughs> let's let's talk about some flames. Do you want me to go first or do you want you to go first? I'll go first if you want. I don't care. Okay, I'm going to tell you about the Great Fire of Amden. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Crowd roars! <laughs> In appreciation. Well, so let's let's do it. What year did that happen? Yeah, of course it did. Let me. So you've heard of the Great Fire in London. I don't know why it was called. Well, I do know why it's called the Great Fire in London, but there's plenty of other fires in the world. I was going to say I would hope that you know. You're going to tell me about it. You should know. (laughs) We love to make everything great in our country, don't we? In my country. Well, Great Britain. Mine is also great called. Great Fire London. Mine is also called the Great Chicago Fire. So apparently oh, it's wow, real okay. great. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. So, so this fire happened in 1666. Oh, um, damn. <laughs> the people of London uh, who had managed to survive 1665 must have thought. The 1666 year could be better. What happened in 1665? The Great Plague. <laughs> oh, that. Just a smidge little thing. Uh, so Small who, problem. The people running who had managed to survive that in 1665 thought, 66, going to be a breeze. <laughs> and then? And then, and then um, <laughs> it basically couldn't get any worse. So it was just a really warm breeze. so so yeah a fire started on the 2nd of september in the king's bakery in pudding lane shut up that's not real it's real the king's bakery in pudding lane yeah that sounds like it that sounds like a child's (laughs) book like fake so there's obviously a song to go with it because all our things come with a song sure (laughs) All our stories. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie's, Sophie's song time. Um, I'm not singing this one, though, because I don't know the lyrics. And I didn't bother researching, so I know you won't be singing it. You don't know but the melody. <laughs> Bitch, what? Back it up. I need to hear the song. <laughs> don't even tell me there's a song if you're not going to sing the song. Sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. There's the London's burning, London's burning, London's burning. Fetch the engine, fetch the engine. Fire, 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 fire. Pour on water. You're not real good at lyrics in that country either, apparently. <laughs> oh my god, that's rude. Oh. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> you do that in a round. You know what a round is like? Where you one person starts it, it's a thing in primary school. Like, sure, like, like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Like that? No, 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 no. So you start, like, I start singing it, and then you'd come in, London's burning, London's burning, like after me, and it's all sung up, so everyone keeps going. Yeah. So it's sung in a round. Right, but do they join you? No. They sing no. on their own? Yeah. I don't, I, get, I, I get can't it. demonstrate I get, it. I get, I get it, I get it. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm with you, I follow. I get okay. you. Okay. So... Yes, there is a song. <clears throat> and, yeah. The lyrics <laughs> are just... Lyrics not so... <laughs> Amazing. So catchy. <laughs> Easy to remember. It's what we like. <laughs> not complicated. It's very simple. <laughs> it's very simple. 
So, um, how it was started, it was in Pudding Lane, as I said, but it was started by, uh, started by the King's Baker basically going to bed and he didn't put the fire out that was in the oven. Of course. And the sparks fell from the oven into the flour saps and they caught, caught fire. This was apparently in the morning. Like, it started, like, burning and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, fires were quite a common thing in those days. Uh, but they were soon put out. But back in the day, obviously, this time, everything was wooden, like, timber-framed. And everything was overcrowded in London. So, it was, like, if you can imagine, like, all the little streets, they're all, like, windy little streets. with all the top floors, like, touching each other, basically. So... I just imagine like seventeenth century London to just kind of be leaning, like yeah. everything is crooked, like and smells like piss. Like yeah. you just think that. Well, that. I was thinking like you know the um, uh, the Weasleys' house in Harry Potter, and it's like leaning over. That's how I picture yeah. all of London in that time period. It's just <laughs> everything's yeah. falling over. It's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, to be fair. And um, so. Someone woke up the mayor of London, and the bloke is called Sir Thomas Bloodworth. Bit, it's a bit of an ominous name, isn't it? <laughs> he was woken up and uh, told about the fire, and he went, "Ugh, a woman might piss it out." That's what he said. What? Because they were so common, like it wasn't such a big deal. Like it was like, oh, a woman might just piss it out, like as normally that would happen. Apparently. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because obviously this is just early September time, they had a very long, hot summer and there'd been no rain for weeks, which is very unusual. It, it's very, very unusual for London, <laughs> for the UK, because we love rain here. So that fire started and it soon took 300 houses that burnt down really, really quick within like a couple of hours. And then a wind, a strong east wind which sounds like something from Mary Poppins, doesn't it? <laughs> it spread the flames further, um, and because it was like jumping from house to house because how close they are together, and obviously it all being wood, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they tried to obviously bring the fire under control by using buckets, but that failed, and panic began to spread throughout the city at this point, and you would have thought it would have because everything's made of like, timber mm-hmm. and you'd lose your house basically right and this is where i remember uh, learning about this at school is that um these two blokes called samuel pepe and john evelyn basically they wrote the news about it <laughs> they wrote a lot about it they um done like a very dramatic first-hand account of each like day of the fire mm-hmm. um, um, and they started like documenting where it was got to within like hours what streets it had affected how many people had been like um, killed and whatnot um, so and um, this Samuel Pepe was the king's um, like not squire I want to say squire but it's not it's more like advisor yeah let's say that (laughs) advisor uh and he informed the king about the the fires obviously and he ordered that immediately that all the houses like next in path should be pulled down to create like a fire break between the fire and then like the ones that haven't Mm -hmm. this um they took the houses down with poles Basically, they just took a massive bat to the to the houses sure. and just tried to destroy everything. Um, but that didn't work, and it just carried on. It just changed direction and went the other way instead. So uh, by the 4th of September, so it's like two days now, the king himself had joined in the, to the firefighters and started like putting down the flames. Wow. Who was the uh, king at the time? Charles II. And he's the one with all the big hair. That's meaningless to me, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so he started, like, passing buckets of water in an attempt to, like, kill the flames. 
but the fire just kept on going and going and going. But obviously firefighting was a lot more basic in 1666 than it is nowadays. And people didn't know how to stop fires like we do today. Right. So um, they used leather buckets and axes and water to try to stop the fire, but they didn't work very well, obviously. Did you say leather buckets? Yeah. Isn't that strange? Yes. I'm just like yeah. picturing a satchel. Yeah. And then it because how could it really have like stitching? I suppose it would still have like a bucket shape, but in my head it looks oh. like a purse. <laughs> They just carried like fancy satchels around. So after that, as a last resort, gunpowder was used to blow up the houses that lay in the path. I'm sorry. Of the fire. They thought, you know what'll put out a fire? Gunpowder. What? Yeah. That makes no sense. Exactly. So obviously in 1666, like they still like shat in the street. So they're not (laughs) got the like... <laughs> the small still chat in the street. <laughs> what? They did. So, as I was saying, um, as a last result, gunpowder was used to blow the houses that lay in the path of the fire. So, with that, the sound of explosions is actually quite funny. It started rumours that the French re- French invasion was taking place, so that people were like, ah, <laughs> even more. <laughs> In pure panic. Yeah. French invasion, losing all their, like, <laughs> possessions, everything bad. So, <laughs> so refugees actually poured out of the city, like, to get away from this fire. But then, um, on the same day, St Paul's Cathedral was caught up in flames. And the acres of lead that was on the roof melted and poured down the street like a river. So it's like lava. What the fuck? <laughs> You can imagine this, like, you can just see the paint the picture. It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> the world is ending. Ending, yeah. You can imagine it, like, and there's a, there's a, there's a picture. I forgot, I don't know who it's painted by, but I um, remember seeing it as a kid, and it is, like, London, like, in the foreground, and it's just, like, a red, like, glow. The whole mm-hmm. picture, it's really, like, it's a, it's a really good, like, I remember seeing I it I kind of think that sounds vaguely like, a really famous picture. Yeah, so. Yeah. I have to find out if I can find the picture. Um, so that happened, and it actually collapsed. So, but um, just down the road from uh, the cathedral was the Tower of London. But that escaped the uh, the, the fire, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, f- the fire actually was brought under control by the 6th of September. So that's like four, well, no, yeah, four, four days. days. Yeah, and had been extinguished altogether by that point. So only one-fifth of London was left standing after the fire, which is like... Right, that's crazy. Craziness. Yeah. Um, Virtually all the civic buildings had been destroyed, as well as 13,000 private dwellings. That's about 70,000 people made homeless. Isn't that, like, just utter craziness? Yeah, yeah. But amazingly, only six people died out of it. Really? Yeah. That's good evacuation. That's really good evacuation. Uh, It's quite amazing when you're thinking back, like, to a time then when, like, obviously, I want to say they were stupid, us, the more than than we are now, but you don't know because you don't grow up at that time. They might be proper clever. But, (laughs) but... A time when they didn't have proper medical care and stuff like that. It's amazing that only six people died. Like That is amazing. It's just, yeah. So the loss of property was estimated at, uh, in today's money, five to seven million pounds. In today's money? Is, yeah. Wow. That, I mean, considering, um, like, what things were made out of then, that's, like, yeah, that's a lot of money. Or a lot of stuff. A lot of money. But um, King Charles gave the firefighters a generous um, tip of 100 guineas to share between them. How much is that? I don't know what that is. I don't know. I should have found that out, but I didn't. Um, Will you look it up after whatever? Yeah. Okay. I will. Um, 
although the Great Fire was like, um, I can't say it. Even though the Great Fire was like a really bad thing, it actually did cleanse the city. The overcrowded and disease-ridden streets were destroyed and a new London was like born out of mm -hmm. it. Um, a monument was erected in Pudding Lane. In Pudding Lane? I'm sorry, began. I love that, Pudding Lane. <laughs> where the fire began. And I think, well, I've done, I've been up, up to Monument, up by near some uh, holes. Yeah. It is just like a massive column and it's got, you can actually go up all the way up to the top to it. Like it's got steps to it. Oh, okay. But it's not like, it's as monuments go, it's not like fancy or anything. Sure. It's just called Monument as well. It's got no fancy name. <laughs> it's not even the Great Fire uh, Monument, it's just Monument. Yeah, Monument, yeah. Um, some buildings did survive the, um, the, the, the fire within this old London, so it's city London, the city of London, mm -hmm. and there's a few um, of the buildings that you can recognise today. A lot of pubs managed to survive, and a couple of like um, state buildings survived, but you can still, they're still up today. Thank and God the pubs survived. Of course, of course. And there's like a couple of churches and that was it. But yeah, and then they made like a rest, like this one architect was like tasked with rebuilding London and that's where like the modern, you could see apparently there's a, a picture depicting it of like the difference between the old and the new and what they wanted. And the architecture-wise? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great fire line. That's a great fire line. Wow. Really. Well, thanks for telling me. I hate that I just said thanks for telling me. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's interesting Sorry, because cause... I'm going to tell you about the Great Chicago Fire. And there are, obviously, because it's a fire, there's some similarities. But there's more similarities, I think, in the way that fire is put out than there should be considering the time difference between when yours happened and when mine happened. Oh, really? So okay. yours was 1666, is that right? Yeah. So this was 1871. Yeah. So that's quite a bit of time later. And mm -hmm. the the method of putting out fires and the way things were built were too similar, in my opinion. Okay. It starts on October 8th, 1871, and burns for two days. And it starts at 137 DeCoven Street on the south side of Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. This, the whole city is basically made out of wood. Sidewalks made of wood. Like, the that's, that's nuts. The streets are mud, like mud, mud. So yeah. um, planks of wood are the sidewalks and all the buildings are like made laid of, over it. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, you know, this is... Was there the, cars about this time? No, it's only 1871. So cars don't get invented until 1900. Okay, so you've got... Is that right? I don't know if stuff. that's right. We have an episode <laughs> about inventing the car. We should just check down that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that sounds right, like 1901 or something. But that yeah. might have been just the Model T. I don't know. Whatever. This isn't that episode. If you want to know, go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so there's no cars. It's horse-drawn carriages and blah, blah, blah. So um, this fire starts blazing in the barn of this family called the O'Learys. So there is this legend about Catherine O'Leary's cow. So, <laughs> for real. She farted so much that it started a fire. No, so, no. so basically the story is that Mrs. O'Leary, um, like her cow kicked over a lantern in the barn and caught the whole city on fire. Oh, okay. Um, of course they blame it on a cow. Well, so they they actually blame Mrs. O'Leary. So they they end up saying that she was drunk and like, there's a lot of anti-Irish feelings about the country at this time, and the O'Learys are obviously okay. Irish, so people yeah. want to blame them, and so it becomes mm -hmm. Mrs. O'Leary's fault. Um, oh, and they say, like, you know, she, that it was her negligence and blah, 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 and they were... Um, you can't help the cow keep going for London. Well, <laughs> Mrs. O'Leary and her husband, they... Uh, his name was Patrick. They were salooning and they gamblers. Like they ran a gambling hall. Oh. 
Okay, oh, yeah. so, um, but anyway, so whatever. Her cow tips over a lantern supposedly while it's being milked and she doesn't know that the fire sparked and blah, blah, blah. And it just goes, okay. whatever. And this story was eventually admitted to have been false, but people blamed her really? for the fire her whole life. At the time. Her whole life. For the rest yeah. of her life, she was blamed for this fire. I didn't do it with that. It would be horrible. But, so, anyway, back it up a little bit. The fire... I'm going to swipe for your song. There's no song. I'm going to for your song. There's no song. Fuck's sake. I... Why do we always have the songs? You never have anything. <laughs> but, so... I bring the songs to the table. <laughs> You're bringing all the songs. You bring a freaking cow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, anyway, so... <laughs> Imagine, you know, the whole city is made of everything flammable. There's, like, shingle roofs and everything's made of wood, like yeah. I said. And so as soon as um, – oh, and sorry. Also, it's a drought conditions as well. Like, it hasn't rained oh. since July, and it's October. So there's – I mean, there it's – I think they said one inch of rain from then to then. Oh, yeah. Is that, not, is that typical for, like, Chicago? No? I don't know. Sorry. I don't get something very, very hot in the summer and very, very, very cold in the winter, doesn't it? It's yeah, like well, extreme, the Midwest does it? have, like, shifts. Like, it gets very, very cold yeah. and very warm and back and forth, and the weather is unpredictable. Um, yep. But anyway, so the initial, like, response to the fire was pretty quick, but then there was... A, um, an error because the person who was supposed to like dispatch the fire people, it, there was a confusion and the firefighters actually got sent to the wrong place. And oh, gosh. so, and then later on, there was like another fire register that didn't go off. So like they didn't know that it was happening. So there's, and then that was at the courthouse. So there's a bunch of like small little fires um that all you know whatever so yeah the fire is going unchecked because these people got sent to the wrong place um even though the alarm for the fire was put off pretty quickly now also mm -hmm. in this time the fire department had like 185 firefighters and 17 horse-drawn steam engines and this is to protect the entire city like Imagine how big Chicago is, and you only have less yeah. than 200 people, and you only have 17 fire trucks for the, mm -hmm. for the whole city. Um, and they're horse-drawn, so they're not, like, fancy or anything. So, like, imagine, like, those ladders don't even go up that high, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, but anyway, so when they finally get to the, to the original fire on DeCoven Street at Mrs. O'Leary's farm... Um, or barn, sorry, they, the fire has already spread um, and is progressing and going towards the business area of town. And what area is that? The business area, like where the businesses are. Oh. Um, and so they thought or hoped that the, um, the Chicago River in, would act like a fire break naturally. Um, yeah. But unfortunately... Right along the river, there were a bunch of lumber yards and how, um, warehouses and coal yards. So, oh yeah, and there's bridges that go across the river there, too. So the yeah. fire really intensified at that point instead of acting as a fire break. And then yeah. um, it actually ended up, you know, going over the river. And, like, the, um, the debris flew across the river and landed on roofs on the other side and spread the river or spread the river <laughs> spread the fire across the <laughs> river the fire. um yeah and and then at this point like it gets to the point where other buildings are catching on fire just from the heat of that fire so oh, it's cool. just like whatever and the, there isn't enough firefighters everything is just so flammable oh, and you yeah. know it's just they're racing against this gigantic yeah. there's yeah there's no way they can't beat it at this point like the odds are not in their favor mm -hmm. <clears throat> so um they ask nearby towns to come and help they evacuate some places 
um, including like prisoners are evacuated and like released uh-huh. um, because of these things that are happening. Um, but the fire keeps spreading and spreading, and there becomes this thing called a fire whirl. Um, and it's oh, basically like a fire tornado, essentially. And so then that is spreading across the river again, and then it ends up hitting a railroad car that's holding kerosene. So the, it's just flames, flames, flames. Oh, my God. So they continue battling the bra- blaze as long as they can, and they're trying really hard. And then eventually the um, fire jumps the river again, and it hits a um, the city's waterworks. So then that building is destroyed, which means that the water mains go dry and the city literally cannot fight this fire. So it's just going unchecked, just burning because they can't, they don't have any water because the water main or the waterworks is burned, burnt down. So all in all, the fire ends up destroying four miles long of an area that's about a mile wide. Okay. Which, right. that's, like, um, six kilometers by, like, about one kilometer-ish. So, if that makes sense to you. Um, if you guys use miles, right? Yeah. That's what I say. Like, we definitely use miles. Do you? I don't know. Yeah. They're all about, yeah. whatever. The metric system. I mean, when I drove a car, it was, like, kilometers per hour. No, in Spain it was. In my car, it's miles. Oh. It's miles. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, that was Spain. Whatever. Anyway, kilometers per mile, very confusing. <laughs> I had no idea how fast I was going. So anyway, <laughs> so this um, burns like 2,000 acres, um, and it ends up being about $222 million in property, which is a third of the value of oh the city God. at that time. So, I mean... In it, two days. In two days. Bloody hell. Yeah, so um, 300 people die, and 100... Uh, not more than 100. I know, that's why I said I couldn't believe only six people died in yeah. London. Um, they evacuated better, I guess. Um, but anyway, so um, 120 bo- bodies were recovered, but they believe that about 300 people died. Um, so that's, at the time, one in three residents um, died. Um, but over 100... Is it because it probably had no warning? At least with well, it happened in the it happened in the night though. Yours happened in the morning, so this happened at night, so people were sleeping. Yeah. So and then you're not gonna find you're not gonna. And then also like there's not really a place for them to go. I guess if that makes sense, Um, because everywhere they are, guys, it's on fire. Everywhere is yeah. on fire. If it keeps jumping the river, like they think, oh, we'll, we'll be safe in this side of the river. Yeah. Then it jumps there. So then right. they probably have feel like there's no escape from it. Like it's going to do damage all the time. Well, so a lot of people did escape. But I mean, yeah. So 300 people died, which is like, I mean, that's a lot of people, but it's not like a huge amount of people. But 100,000 people were left homeless in the city. Uh, how many? 100,000. Yeah. 100? Mm-hmm. So then in the two weeks following the fire, which, oh, by the way, sorry, the fire didn't get extinguished by uh, firemen because no. they didn't have a way to fight it and the water, uh, waterworks was burned. So they didn't, it was just kind of letting it burn. It was burning freely. And so mm-hmm. eventually the fire started to like burn itself out a little bit, um, mm-hmm. which like, I mean, imagine like all these buildings are so close together and everything just burning, burning, burning. But it eventually starts to burn itself out, and then finally it rains, and that puts the last bit of it out. Okay. Um, so lucky rain, I guess. Um, but then in the two weeks following, they established martial law. Um, do you guys have martial law? I don't recognize it. Well, not because I'm different here. Go and explain what it is. It's like um, where troops, like army or whoever uh, military people come in as a response to like a tragedy or an emergency or major disaster or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they basically just keep the peace because they don't want people like looting and, and rioting and things like that. 
Um, I'm not aware of it, but I know that they come in if there was like a tragedy, like say if <clears throat> like there's a natural disaster or something, the troops would then come in. But I wouldn't. I don't know if that's for the purpose, the same purpose as yours. I'm, I'm sure it's just to like for rescue and stuff like that. I'm not sure if it's to keep the peace and stop people from looting. I'm not sure it's the same thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Normally wrong. I'm <laughs> set <laughs> I'm wrong. Well, so... I do try. <laughs> so, um, after the fire, a bunch of people donated money to Chicago from everywhere so um, they could rebuild. Um, these were, like, companies, mm -hmm. people, even, like, cities were donating stuff. They donated food, clothing, money... Uh, New York City gave $450,000 to the city of Chicago. St. Louis gave $300,000. London gave 1,000 guineas, which, like, again, yeah. like, makes me wonder what guineas are because these people are giving, like, hundreds of thousands it's of dollars, and they're just like, here's 1,000 guineas. Like, <laughs> and then also Let's have um, what guineas are in 7,000 pounds came from private donations. Um, and then there was this town in Scotland called Greenock that raised 518 pounds and gave it to them, which they, oh, is so adorable. Um, but... Oh, a guinea was worth one pound and one shilling. This is the same as one pound and five P. And they only gave a thousand yeah, guineas. Wow, they were cheap bastards. A thousand pounds, I see. Yeah. They were like, everybody else has given hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you know what? Here's a grant. Whatever. It's not your that's country. It's strange, not of your... Isn't yeah. it? But, so anyway. That's strange, isn't it? I, yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, the city officials um, are like, hey, we need to preserve order and make sure that things don't go crazy. So, they set prices of things like bread and, and other stuff to make sure that, you know, people aren't going to, like, raise the prices sky high and then, like, take advantage of. Can, can I just say something? The guinea didn't become, like, phased out in 1971. How close is like that? That's, like, just before my mum was born. That's mad. I thought it was, like, way before When that. was your mum born? That's oh, sorry. 1978. 68. So it was after. Uh, just after my mom was born. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, your mom is older than that. Yeah. Because your mom is older than my mom, and my mom was born in the 60s. Yeah, 1968, my mom was born. My mom and your mom are the same age. My mom was born in 69. My dad is 68, though. My dad and your mom are the same age. Anyway. That that's amazing. Sorry, carry on. It was amazing that you did your math backwards. <laughs> Just kidding. Why am I? Why am I an asshole? It's a running thing. It's a running um, joke with everyone I know now that my math skills aren't the best. <laughs> that's right. My job doesn't rely on that at all. Don't worry. <laughs> so don't need to know about money. <laughs> so anyway, um. So after the whole fire is done, um, Joseph Medal um, is elected mayor and he promises to institute um, these fire codes and, and stricter building codes. And this mm -hmm. helps him, we're you know, pretty sure that helps him win, win the election. And um, this actually is weird because during the fire, all of the voting records were burned. So it was literally impossible for Chicago people to keep track of who was voting. So in that election, people voted more than once and no one could keep track of it. Like you couldn't stop them from voting more than once because there was no voting record because everything was burnt. So, yeah. um, but anyway, so this um, reconstruction began really quickly and it created like the first skyscrapers and stuff with all of their new building codes they knew to be a little further, you know, be further away and have 
different materials on the outside and um, of buildings so that like the flame, you know, wouldn't catch even if one building catches on fire, the building next to it will, will not burn. Um, You know, it'll keep it contained. So they made a lot of strides in, in fire safety because of this. Um, And it actually made the city's population go up quite a bit because um, I think, what was it? It was safer. Well, I don't know if it was strictly because of that, but the population went up from 324,000 people to 500,000 people within like less than 10 years. Um, and it was, oh. beca- it became from 1871 to 1890, um, the biggest uh, economic and transportation hub in the country, other than New York City. Like, New York City was the only bigger city than it at that time. And it became a tourist attraction and blah, blah, blah. Um, But, so, now, the Chicago Fire Department, um, Mrs. O'Leary's property was, was eventually torn down after she died, and that is now the location of the Chicago Fire Department Training Academy. Which is just, like, cute. Um, Just, like, a little whatever. Mrs. O'Leary and her cow were... uh, Mrs. O'Leary died in 1895. But in 1997, Mrs. O'Leary and her cow were exonerated of any blame for the fire. (laughs) Officially. (laughs) So, 1997. But she was... I mean, it was, like... I knew about Mrs. O'Leary's cow when I was, like, a kid. Um, but that's just the story of the fire. When you hear about the story of the Great Chicago Fire, you hear about Mrs. O'Leary's cow starting a fire that burned Chicago for two days. Um, but it, I mean, it ruined her life because people blamed her for starting this fire for the rest of her life. She got a proper stick. Yeah. yeah. But she got, got like hate crimes and stuff. She ended up dying of pneumonia. Um, but yeah, so she was really sad about being blamed and anyway. But interestingly though, um, the right around the same time as the Chicago fire was, or I'm sorry, not even just right around the same time, it was the same day. There was another fire in Wisconsin and a thousand people died. But people don't talk about it. Like... The Great Chicago Fire is famous, but, like, I had never heard of the fire that happened in, what is it called, Peshtigo, Wisconsin. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But I'd never heard of it. Wisconsin is not far away from Chicago. Well, Illinois. Aren't you in between? So it's, no, 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 no. Ignore me. So (laughs) it's, um, well, nobody else can see this because I'm, like, holding up my, I'm holding up my hand because I'm from Michigan. (laughs) She basically has to. She has to do like five year olds geography with me. So help me figure out what it is. So we have the hand. It's the mitten. Thank you very much. And it's the lower peninsula. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so on the left side of the mitten is Lake Michigan. Yeah. And Lake Michigan. Chicago is on Lake Michigan on the other side. Right. So Illinois is here and just above it is Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So it's also on Lake Michigan. I don't know where Pishtigo mm-hmm. is though. I'm gonna look that up. Oh, okay, so Pishtigo is on, um, like it's at Green Bay, which I mean, it's on Lake Michigan as well, but it's, um, I, I guess it's meaningless for me to say Green Bay to you because you don't know what that, where that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, drive the head. Oh yeah, Green Bay, what a lovely <laughs> city. It's just, it's north. It's. It's yeah, small. like, so, it's more towards the top top of the mitten, like, at the top of your pinky. If you're at the top of your pinky mm-hmm. and you went to the left to the other side, that's where Green Bay is. And Chicago is, like, more to the left of, like, the middle of your palm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyways, they were right, pretty pretty close to each other. Pretty yeah, close to, pretty each, close other, to yeah. each other. And they burn... In this, literally the same day, but a thousand people died in Wisconsin, and I've never heard of it except for right now. Weird, right? Yeah. But yeah, so 
that's Irish Carvel yeah. just well known or more documented or something. I think it's because I think it's because the fire in Chicago, because the buildings were so close together and how big and prominent mm-hmm. of a city it was mm-hmm. and how many people lived there or whatever, the, it it also changed. They were the ones that set forth all of these like codes and whatever that then made cities more safe. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, they started building high rises and skyscrapers and you know, became this big giant city and they they ended up building what was it called? The um the oh shoot, I lost it. Cause I looked up Pishtigo. <laughs> Hmm. Um, there's this building that burnt down. Uh, it was a hotel, I want to say. Where'd it go? But it burnt down um, in like nine days or some crap, like after it was built. So, like it's grand opening. And then like a week and a half later, it burnt to the ground. Um, or <laughs> but they they rebuilt it across the street and it ended up being like the first they they were proclaimed as being the first fireproof building um which like is not true because nothing's fireproof but um no especially not lino floor or carpet did you say lino floor and yeah, not is that what you call linoleum when i have my little foot yeah, linoleum sounds like an element. What did you just say? <laughs> it sounds like an element on a periodic table. <laughs> linoleum. Or a flower. Either one. <laughs> it's lino. Okay. I've never... I had a fire yeah. in my flat. You had a fire in your flat because you're an idiot. No offense. Basically, Tell yeah. the story, go ahead. <laughs> so... Don't leave tea towels on a hob that the light is broken, they indicating it's on, because it definitely was on. Hence, the fire for the tea towel. Instead of just putting it out like a normal person would, like put in some water, like the tea towel and some water, I grabbed the tea towel, realised there was too much washing up in the sink. There was too many dishes. I couldn't fit it in there. So I picked up my bare hands and I dropped it on the floor, the kitchen floor. And then I go on to screen. There was smoke everywhere. My fire alarm was going off. I'm glad I couldn't I'm sorry, but like, what thought process did you have in your head where you thought, that's on fire, I'm going to pick it up with my bare hand? And especially you're right next to the sink. Like, get water and just dump it on it. So my panic instinct isn't a real, but to everyone else's, I've noticed this. So this happened and I thought, of all those things that everyone goes, Yes, you should have done this. Or why did you not do this? Because my brain didn't go there. My brain went to, let's get this out of my house. I didn't even try to get it out the window. Like I'm on the first floor flat. I'm like, you just, your, your sink was right there. Yeah. So, I, and I still hit myself over it. Like, I still well, think yeah. about it. It's so bad. Well, you're going to have to replace that. Or did you already replace that? segment of uh um no um my landlord said that she might um be able to help me out though so i might get does she have like a replacement square or something yeah but i'm moving out this place now yay yay that place is it's okay it's it's served me well it's inefficient it's inefficient yes it's inefficient that's what it is yeah it's gave me a good, like, the past year that I've been here, it's been a good, it gave me a good experience of, like, living on my own and that. It's so weird that you guys don't, like, live on your own until you're proper all the way adults there. It's weird. Yeah. It's the way house prices. I know, but house price, like, housing is expensive here, too. I got, yeah, I but got you're lucky, not, You're not though. trusted. You, you can't do anything before you're 18, at least. And those that you are 18, you won't have enough credit history because you only get credit at 18. See, like ours, if you don't have good credit or you don't have credit or whatever, you just have to pay a bigger security deposit. No. Like. You're just rejected. You're not allowed to do that at all. Unless you have a guarantor. 
Well, that's what, when I lived in England, because credit does not transfer. Um, so yeah. even though I had good credit in America, um, I had no credit mm-hmm. in England. And because I moved there not knowing anybody, I didn't have a guarantor either. So I had to pay six months rent up front to get my place, yeah. which was super annoying. Because <laughs> um, most, I mean, I was lucky that I had that, though, because most people don't have that much money up yeah. front. Um, but but I, I got lucky, though, over here, too, because when I moved out, well, I was 17 when I moved mm-hmm. out. And I lived with some like I just lived with somebody who already had their own place so it was like an easy transition it's not like I had to like get approved for anything or you know what I mean whatever so I just went and did that and then kind of went from there I guess so yeah I don't know why I mean well you lived technically you lived you lived on your own during uni technically Yeah. yeah Although, I mean, it was student housing, but still. Yeah. See, the weird thing for me is, was it weird when you moved back in at oh, your mom's after uni? That was the worst because time of my life. Then you've been away. So then when you come back, you're just yeah. like, ugh. It, it was, yeah. That was the most time I've ever had was, like, argument-wise with my family. Was that time when i just come back from uni. Yeah. Because it... I feel like before you don't know it, you exactly. don't know what it's like to be on your own. So then, when you come back after having your own, you're just like, "This is the worst," mm-hmm. type of thing or whatever. Which is like, when I lived at my parents' house after I got out of the hospital, um, before I could properly walk again, mm-hmm. um, that was like really annoying. And I knew that I had to live with them. You know, like I couldn't could get, yeah. go live on my own at that time. I mean, yeah, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't drive, I couldn't mm-hmm. walk, couldn't whatever. Um, but it was still annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was just, I mean, I guess it was probably also the fact that I was annoyed that I couldn't mm-hmm. walk. It was part properly. properly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but still, I was just like, there's the not being able to take care of yourself anger, and then the, also Once the anger of like, your mom, which I mean, it's a mom thing, no offense to her or anything, but like my mom being like, Oh, where are you going? Okay, when are you gonna be back? Well, who are you with? What are you go-? And it's not that I'm hiding something from you, it's just like I don't get a 20 question like interrogation when I leave yeah. my house when I live alone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't have to tell anybody where I'm going or what time I'm gonna be back. Sometimes I'm leaving and I don't know when I'm coming back. That's just like, please, you know, but moms aren't like that. They're like, well, who are you going to be with? What time should I be? Because they're panic mode about everything. Have you sorted out, have you, have you sorted out your washing for me to put on? I told you two days ago that you needed to put this. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, you need to do this. Could you wipe the side? It's like you all of a sudden have chores when you're yeah. 25. Just like, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it still happens to me now, like. I stayed with my parents like the past week for about four days and I already came like I was home at a different time than my mom and it was why haven't done a dishwasher? Why have you done this? It's like mom, I don't live here. <laughs> like, you know what's so funny is that you just said mom like me. Like you didn't say mum. Yeah, no. I mean I think you did the second time. That was like the, the first, first time, time it sounded like you said mom. I'm maybe my ears are broken. But I was like, that was weird. <laughs> You're catching my, you're catching oh, really? my accent. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I speak to those Americans too often. But it also, though, like, when I stay, if I stay at my parents or anything now, and they want me to do something like that, like, I'll, I'll do stuff, you know, here and there every once in a while, like, just, like, to, you know, be nice and clean yeah. up or whatever. I'll wash up, like, after yeah, dinner but, like, or make dinner When they are like, hey, do this, I'm like, I don't live here. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. They like, I can't oh, be commanded so to do, do something. Who I, I am a guest now. That's what I have to. I, that's what I have to remind my mom. Like I don't make you wash the dishes the at my house. Exactly. That's what I tell them. I was like, and they went, we'd never come over yours. I went, exactly. Who's like, fault I wouldn't that? make you do the dishes. Mine. <laughs> that's because they don't. They you don't just want make to me come come here. Because they, they're like, it's inconvenient. Yeah. That 40 minutes up the road, God forbid, a 40-minute drive. 
I guess, see, I never understood the culture over there of everyone being like, well, the petrol, the petrol, the petrol. And like everybody's obsessed with the price of petrol. And it's not like, it's not like people are like poor and they're like, oh, I can't. It's like just anybody yeah. from any walk of life is like obsessed with the price of yeah. petrol. And, oh, well, it's going to, it's going to take this much petrol to get there or get there or whatever. And I guess that's probably why you guys don't drive longer distances. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I, for many years on my own, and I know a lot of people that do now, would drive like 40, 45 minutes just to get to work in the morning. That is but crazy. Like, your like prices of petrol are insane. Like Yeah, because you do your three gallons you, and we do our three liters. Right. Wait, so do you guys measure your gas mileage to the liter? No. It's to the gallon too? Yes. That's so stupid. So, yes, yeah, so we, me and Gareth were talking about this last night. Was it like night before? I can't remember. Um, yeah, we were talking about this. Isn't it strange that we measure that by the gallon? Because we do like miles per gallon. So, obviously, your meter, like, changes. So, yeah. in your That's car. That's confusing, though, because the, you should sell it by the gallon. Then. Exactly. But they're selling it by the liters so that it doesn't look as expensive. Why is gas so expensive there? I don't oh, understand. It's disgusting. It's because it's so much tax. Do you know what? Apparently, Gareth said that a good, like, 40% of the money that you put into your car is just tax. Well, that's a whole other thing because your guys' taxes are weird to me, too. So I, I don't understand it, but I know that it seems to be a lot more... Efficient. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I was like not understanding for the longest time. And then when I was driving over there, I'm like, okay, this is expensive. Yeah. You you noticed it, didn't you? You really like when we were driving around, you was like, fuck, like we'd had to put like 20 quid in or 30 quid in and fill it up. And then you're like, oh, we have to do it on the way back. (laughs) In your, I feel like the car doesn't hold as much, which might have just been the car that we had, but. But I've got that car, like, I literally have that car that we had. Anyway, well, so, that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, it's getting on to half past twelve here. So if you must have her beauty slip. Thank you for yeah. listening, everybody, and have a great night. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, goodbye. Bye.